Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, my goodness. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Do we have a new podcast co-host for you? Not a guest. No, no. Oh, no. We're not just talking a guest here. We're talking a co-host. Miss Allie Howard. Oh, boy. Allie, how are you? I'm fired up, Quint. It's been a long time coming. It has been a long time (laughs) coming. So a little bit of history. First of all, Allie is the newest employee of Jewel Financial, our proud sponsor, by the way. Oh, yes. JewelFinancial.com. Allie and I first met how many years ago? Oh, gosh. Four? Four. Three or four? It's been a while. So let's add a couple. It makes it sound better. It's like six six or seven years ago, at least, (laughs) uh, while she was a student. At a local university studying accounting, riveting. Mm-hmm. Riveting. Page turners right our there. Our producer just threw in crickets, by the way, after that. I <laughs> yeah, can tell I'm sure right he now. did. I know, <laughs> I know he did. Like we said riveting, and then there was cricket sound. Anyways, <laughs> uh, studied accounting. The first time we met, we were, spon- we were helping with a, a corporate uh, retirement plan of a, an employer she worked for, and we did some education. And I think you reached out and said, hey, want to chat a little further? And I, I mean, it was what, 2.4 seconds? I was like, oh, you got to eventually come to work for us. <laughs> You're too good not to come to work for us. I mean, she was uh, one, of the, one of the most notable things I thought about you or remember about you was you had created on your phone a hot link. I don't know really what it's called, but I'm going to call it that. A hot link for you to enter expenses that then went on to your Google Sheet for tracking your budget. Hallelujah. That's right. I mean, if the clouds could have parted, angels sung, horns, trumpets, ooh, <laughs> that was it. Because that was like, oh my goodness. That was when I was like, you have to come work here. Someday. Yeah, well, yeah. I still use it. Um, my friends give me grief for it, as Good. they should. You know, I'm super them. nerdy about that. Well, stuff. yeah, and then you'll be traveling to Turks and Caicos, you know, someday, yeah. and they'll be paying their credit card bills. So Take let, that. Them, let them make funny <laughs> all they want. Yeah, still use it. It's um, it's something. I think over time, it's like developed quite a bit, and it's gotten more and more nerdy. It's so it's evolving. actually even nerdier than it I, was. You but know, I it works. I don't know if you know how to uh, filter. So do you know how to filter on, on Google Sheets or Excel? Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so I just recently when I when I balance my check my checkbook, quote mm-hmm. unquote, my track and my spending, I used to go through and what I would do is I'd have to delete manually all the things that hadn't yet cleared. You with me? I'm with you. So if I wrote a check, I know it still sounds crazy, I still write some checks now and again and it wasn't yet cleared, it's still in my bank, but you know, my bank account is not yet, it's not yet taken out. So to, so to get an accurate number, I'd have to delete it and then make sure that the final balance matched up with my bank. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now I, I click the filter button and I remove all the, thi- all the items that have already cleared, leaving only the items that haven't. And I just highlight and delete them all. There you go. You're getting and, fancy with well, it. Well, I mean, so how many years? 25, <laughs> 6 years. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I can do that. 
Anyways, so you'll always continue to learn. But anyways, uh, well, we got we got down a rabbit hole there. Allie joined our firm, Jewel Financial, working in the planning department right now with Logan and Daniel and, and doing a lot of work with me. And it's just going to be amazing having her. Uh, after graduation, you went on to a public accounting firm. You got your CPA. I did. So, I mean, we're not doing taxes. We're not going to do tax returns, but you were certainly, you did that for the, for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And now you're, uh, now you're on the planning side, the brighter side. The bright side. The bright side of, uh, of finances. And uh, we're so glad to have you. Oh, yeah. So it's so to good you. to be here. It is. The energy that you hear from Quentin Logan on the podcast is exactly what you hear all day long. All day long. Here. Fires you up. That's great. It's like that's 8 a.m. You're like fist pumping up the stairs. Well, that's because I've been up five for five 30, hours. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> uh, but Allie, the other the other thing which is so great about, obviously, she's part of Jewel now, but now she can do the show. Now you can come on and co-host the show. And so that is amazing. I'm going to give a selfish plug, too. I just thought of this as I was saying. We, I know this is a timeless episode, meaning it's going to be here forever. So if you're listening to this past uh, 2023, the summer of 2023, we probably filled the job, but I will tell you right now, Jewel Financial has a full-time position available in our client service area. If you have ever, if you are a personable person, you're looking for full-time employment and you want to potentially relocate to central Kentucky, Lexington, beautiful Lexington, Kentucky, uh, you can go onto our website and you can see that, that opportunity available there. Full-time, great benefits and an amazing Amazing work environment, amazing. I can attest to that. Yep. All right, Allie. So we're now gonna we're gonna get into questions. So I thought it was funny. You, you yesterday you said you came into my office and you said what What did you say about today's show? You were wondering. Well, I was nervous because I feel like you guys always refer to this time as bro talk. I'm like, I don't know if with the bros. I, I I'm up here with the bros. I You're guess. up here with the bros. So maybe I am a bro. You're I don't a bro. know. I don't know. <laughs> Still don't bro know talk. We'll call it. Well, I'm sure someone on the comment section will say, "Hey, it's great to have Allie, but" and she'll tell us or he'll tell us, you know, what what we're now calling it. Too much blah blah blah. I don't know. I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah. I'll have to talk. start a list or something. Anyways. We something. Well, let's get right into it because we got a question today. Uh, who is this question from, Logan? From Val? Val. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hello, this is Val from Ohio. I have a question about 529 plans. Recently, when we got the statement for our children's 529 accounts, I noticed that there's been a, a rule change where now the 529s can be converted to Roth IRAs eventually if they're not used for educational purposes. We've been hesitant to fund them very much because I didn't want their the money to be locked into educational uses, but now these can be converted. I think they might be a better option for saving for our children's futures. Of course, there are some limitations of how long the account has existed and staying within the Roth contribution limit, but I wondered if you could speak on whether this has now become a better option for a vehicle for saving for your children. Thank you. Val, so glad you brought this up. Uh, Secure Act 2.0, uh, which has not gotten much press, which is fascinating to me, but a lot of changes in the Secure Act 2.0 uh, regarding our industry, required minimum distribution ages, um, you know, some other IRA-type changes, uh, Roths uh, contributions, both on the employee and employer side now in 401ks, things like that. But huge change in the 529 world. And I would say point blank to answer your question, is it a better option now than it was? Absolutely. Does it make it the end-all be-all? I'm not really sure about that. That said, and it 
sounds like you have a very good understanding, and I can't wait to hear Allie's uh, comments on this from a, from a CPA tax side of things uh, or just from a life standpoint. But nonetheless, let's rehash some of the basics. So traditionally, a 529 college savings account was used only for that, college savings. You put money in. They were a state-sponsored plan. So believe it or not, originally when they first came out, you wanted to correlate the state you were investing in with where you thought you were going to school or where you lived. So you got the the, uh, state income tax or something like that as well. But nonetheless, that kind of quickly went away, and most people used the best option regardless of the state. And it kind of came down to Virginia ended up being one of the best, most popular. American funds was there. People were very, uh, you know, knowledgeable about American funds. And state of Virginia, five twenty nine, kind of became the end all be all. And I don't know where that stands now. I don't think it matters. But the reality is, over time, it's evolved. The first big evolution was that it could be used for preliminary education, not just college. That was huge. What what I mean by that? Well, if you had a, a youngster that was going to a private school and you had been putting money away and you thought, you know, we should probably use some of this money to offset these private school educational costs, well, you couldn't use it. You you wouldn't ha- you wouldn't have that ability. They did away with that. Was that it? Do you know Allie, was that in Secure 1? When did I don't that know happen? Off the top of my head. I don't think yeah. that came in Secure Act 2.0. I think it was well well before that, but I think I don't know when that was, but nonetheless, it, it, it. So what that did was that opened a little bit more options for you know putting money in grandparents, putting money in a five twenty nine, maybe when the when the kids were first born. And oh by the way, we never really talk about this. Five twenty nines are great estate planning tools as well. The contribution limits are very very high, and it's a way to move money out of estates like grandparents and so forth uh, to get money into five twenty nine plans for grandkids and avoid estate taxes. Now, the reason we don't talk about that very much is the estate tax limit now is ridiculous, like $5 million a person. So mm-hmm. not many people have that problem. But nonetheless, it used to be a, a, an early planning tool when the estate tax limit was quite a bit lower. Now, however, they've altered it even further. And you're absolutely right, Val, that, that there's some subtle changes. The first biggest change, and there's some nuances to it, but that you can convert unused 529 plans to Roth IRAs. Now, that's huge. Why is that huge? Because now when you are done with school and you still got this money in a 529, a la Logan, who ended up getting scholarships and paid for through his RA position in school, all the money his parents put into 529 plan just sat there. It wasn't going to be used for anything. Now, however, he has the ability, if he wanted to, to start converting that to a Roth IRA. Now, there are some nuances. The nuances being you have to have it inside the Roth or you've had to have the Roth for 15 years. That's a long time, 15 years. But nonetheless, if you started saving for a child when they were first born or early on and they end up either through school, didn't use it all or whatever it may be, 15 years can go by in a blink of an eye. The second thing is you're limited on what you can convert to the Roth contribution limit in that given year. So I don't know what it's going to be in the future, but depending on your age, it could be $6,500 or $7,000 right now. Now, that's a lot of money. However, the flip side is there's a maximum amount you can put in there 
at $35,000. So you can only convert $35,000. So if you have 100000 in a 529 plan, you, you run into some problems there. You can only do 35000 of it. Now, to answer again your question, is it better? Yes. But some drawbacks. I might let Allie touch on the drawbacks. I, I'm totally throwing stuff at you. We'll see how, how good you do here because I, I, I know I probably – I just went through all your material that you were going <laughs> to talk about from a CPA side. But let me tell you, Val, what – I'm I'm interested in about this. Guess who's going to start a 529 in our house soon? Yours truly. I'm going to start a 529 plan, and I'm going to earmark it that I'm going to put in enough money that in 15 years, I'm going to do the math, and in 15 years, I want it to be worth 35000 And I'm going to then start converting that to a Roth IRA for me. I'll probably do one for my wife. What a great planning tool. What an additional way to save money and get it inside of a Roth IRA in the future that has no required minimum distribution and no tax on withdrawal rates. I mean, that's a no-brainer. In addition, and I've talked about this a little bit. I said I was going to do a a video on this. I haven't done it yet. But the other thing that we're doing in our house is we are also starting 529 plans for our kids, even though they have custodial accounts and they're saving that way, and that's what we'll use for educational expenses and or you know first home or whatever. I'm also going to do that because you can change the beneficiary of a 529 plan anytime. My goal is to start building up an educational fund for our family that can be used for grandkids' private education if they want to. So, for example, if one of my children grows up and becomes a minister and doesn't make a lot of money, which I could see one of them doing that, the other one I'll probably become a neurosurgeon. I would say that. That's not a humble brag. I just think he'll do something ridiculous like that. But anyways, if one of them's a minister uh, and doesn't make a lot of money and wants to send his kids to a private school, I would love there to be money in a 529 already that can be used for that child. So we're going to be using it in that manner. I think these rules will evolve and change. Now that they started tweaking it, I think it'll be one of these tools that they constantly come back to. And what a great planning tool it is now. What say you, Allie? There it is. Yeah, I think you touched on a lot of the the in-the-weeds kind of things, but let me stop and say 529 is something I didn't have um, and something I've thought about when thinking about a future family, which I'm new to the show. To be clear, I do not have kids, and I hope they're not coming soon because I am not ready to be a mother at all. Not yet. I don't think you ever are, but I'm less ready than you could be. I was that guy who drove negative two miles an hour home from the hospital. I was like, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, do I mean, I was, yeah, no. No, these guys can honk all they want. I ain't going faster than 12. It might take us around three hours to get home. You never scares me. Yeah. Anyway thinking about it for my future kids. You're going to be a great mom, by the way. Well, thanks. The little that I know about you, you're going to be a great mom. <laughs> Day four, you already know. Day four. Oh, come on. Four. How many <laughs> know th- we've known each other for 10 years. That's true. That's true. Se- uh, we said six or seven. Nah, right? That's how we went years. with. Okay. Every experience. time it bumps up. Yeah, exactly. 15 years ago when we met. Uh, anyway, that was a rabbit trail. Um, I think it's fantastic because one of the things you see shifting in society right now is you kind of see a lot of more paths after high school. You know, you see a lot more people going to trade school, people getting online certificates, you know, college enrollment. I don't know this for certain, but I think hasn't it dropped? 
Well, as the, you the said, there's other it. areas that yeah. are now increasing. The trade school, um, being able to go to you know full sale in Orlando, for example, going in and being a you know a computer designer, or graphics designer, or something like that. I mean, they're just new alternatives that are just unbelievable. Right. Yeah. And you touched on this, but. Um, before, if you didn't use it for education, you had to roll it to someone else or you had to pay a 10% penalty to take the funds out. Um, but this is an incredible tool. Uh, I will caveat as well when you were saying that uh, you'd roll it into a Roth. The beneficiary for the account has to match the Roth. So just to be clear, if you had um, a 529 for your kids, you can't put that as a Roth conversation contribution to yourself no but i could make me the beneficiary right i could change yeah. and make me the beneficiary and then do that right which is and i don't know if there's a time period that you have to wait do you know if that that's the case or not not sure off the no, top of my head no yeah um but i think that's incredible because in that case you're still able to invest that money in your kids like why not put it in a roth let it grow tax-free and let the retirement funds you know double triple who knows over that amount of time if you can start that when they're just out of high school if they decide not to do further education I think that's and awesome and there's some caveats now too that you can get money out of a Roth um and avo- like early not the five, you know 59 and a half there's some there's some caveats to be mm-hmm. able to get so for example if you were thinking the one downside of well I put it in there and then I roll it over and then it's in the Roth and they can't touch it till they're 59 mm-hmm. and a half there are some caveats there um, in order to be able to to get that out. Now, one thing that we don't know, and this is where I'm not really clear, is when you put money into a Roth, when you make a Roth con- contribution, and if you decide to take it out early, uh, you only pay uh, you only pay tax on the gain. You do not pay tax on the contribution. Right. So what I'm not too clear on is if you have grown the money in the 529 to 35,000. So let's say I put 10,000 in now and I grow it to 35,000 and then I start making conversions. I make I make my Roth conversions and I do one once a year, once a year, once mm-hmm. a year. Is that amount that is converted the amount that I could take out pre 59 and a half without tax? Does that make sense? Even right. though it grew in the 529, now that I've converted it over there, meaning if you just wanted money out, like how do you get it out? Well, convert it over there, keep it open for whatever it is, however many years you got to keep a Roth open, and then you can take it out, five years or whatever. So my point is is that there's another additional step in there that you could potentially get money out of an account. You're not, it's not completely locked up until 59 and a half. Right, and some of those things are super helpful. I mean, there's the first-time home book. Buyers get you some money out, which would be cool for your kids to get that chunk that got to grow tax free in that account. So it's a cool way to extend that beyond that direct path you saw before of, okay, my kids are going to college. Here it is. And now it's maybe they can use it to buy a home. Maybe they can let it grow. They can take it out. Um, so it really just broadens that account a lot more for its use, which is awesome. I totally agree. I think that summer, summer, uh, eyes, all of it, Val, though, is, is there's got to be a plan in place. So, I mean, it's not just, and I think you certainly would think about this ahead of time, like, how much do you want in there? I wouldn't necessarily fund it above the 35000 and then, you know, all of a sudden you're stuck with it, and you're in the same problem. Mm-hmm. But, again, you have the ability to change the beneficiary on it, and you could split it up. And I mean, so the, there is so much more flexibility. I am so happy they did this, and it becomes a very powerful planning tool. And how do I know that? Because I'm going to use it. I mean, I there's a lot of things out there, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. 
but I can't do it or I'm not going to do it. This I'm going to do. No question about it. I'm going to do it. So I think it's fantastic. Allie, you've been a wonderful co-host on your first episode. First of many, I hope. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Well, we're going to cut another one in three minutes. So there you go. You'll be on number two. You are strong. You are invincible. You are woman. All right, friends. uh, Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.